Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash Sirius XM. Previously on Alibi. That guy told me he was ducking behind the counter when he heard the shots going off. So he was shot right here where we're standing. Because when you are in correctional services, they don't believe that the courts do make mistakes. I'm Freddie Mabitella, and welcome to Alibi. You're listening to episode four, and in this show, we investigate the case of Anthony DeFries, who's been in jail for 17 years and claims to be innocent. The scene took place in Ferenaging, south of Johannesburg. Now, our guy, Anthony, was convicted of a murder and robbery. But what we also know is that Anthony was in no way responsible for pulling the trigger on the security guards. Anthony is supposedly the driver of a dark blue BMW, which was supposed to be used as a getaway car in the robbery. And something else that we know is that the BMW was involved in a pretty hectic chase with the cops. The person investigating this case is a journalist by the name of Paul McNally. Paul, what else do we know about this uh, backup BMW? Well, at this moment, we don't know much. This is what we are going to be going into in this episode, the journey of the BMW. And we're going to start at the Checkers, where the murder and robbery happened in 1994. There is a wimpy fast food restaurant in the centre. I'm with Marvin, the intern for Vitz Justice Project, and we are both tucked into a booth at the Wimpy, waiting for plates of bacon and eggs. The case's paperwork is spread out all over the table, and from where we're sitting, we can actually see through the window the spot where the two security guards were gunned down, dead. This is when the collision happened, and that's where is where the BMW landed. Families are all around us here at the Wimpy. And meanwhile, we're trying to orientate ourselves to the key locations of this murder, robbery, car chase story. This is a police van. This is definitely a police van that was shot at. The police van that Marvin is pointing out in the photo was shot at by the guys in the BMW during the chase. You see this blood over here all over. It's nice to eat a wimpy breakfast and look at the, the blood all over a car. <laughs> yep. Story of our lives. It adds some excitement. The waitress brings us our very welcome plates of bacon and eggs. Her hair is pulled up high on her head and she is wearing heavy black makeup around the eyes. I have a dossier of photos open next to the napkins. 
When the waitress's eye catches a particularly bloody, gruesome photo, she suddenly says that she's intrigued. What is your name? I'm Karen. Karen, hey, I'm Paul. <laughs> nice to meet you, Paul. Marvin. And have you lived here a long time? I've lived here for 10 years now. What happened? Um, an armed robbery of a fidelity guard. Okay. So can you help us explain like where these things are? Okay. Our wimpy waitress goes to fetch us a map of the area. Marvin and I are here to chart the high-speed car chase of the BMW with the police. However, in the paperwork that Selwyn gave us, there are two different versions of this car chase. Both versions are from the same police officers, just years apart. So there's an arrest version and a trial version of the same statements from the same police officers. Now, the trial version of the story is flat-out damning towards Anthony and heavily depicts him as the driver of the BMW. The way this version goes is it starts where Marvin and I are now in the checkers. The horrific murders take place at around 10 past nine. The robbers shoot their AK-47s and they use a white backy which they escape in and it is found empty in Spence Street in Duncanville. Now, thanks to the map from our wimpy waitress, we know that that is four kilometers from the checkers. There is no sign of the BMW still at the murder scene, even in the damning version of statements given at trial. Then at 9.15, according to the trial statements, the BMW is first sighted by two police officers, Derek Wayne Gibson and Francois Willem Rekart, at the intersection of Johannesburg and Ring Road. At this point, our wimpy waitress kindly points out where the intersection is on our map. You can actually walk there. Yeah, walk yeah. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, okay, so then it's actually much closer than we thought. I'm okay with all that. <laughs> we pay our bill and head out. Now, I want you to pause here for a moment. In the trial version of Anthony's case, there's far more detail. Police officers Gibson and Rekart drive up to the side of the BMW at the intersection. So this is between Johannesburg Road and Ring Road. Now, there are two passengers other than the driver. So three people in total are in the BMW. The police describe the driver in their statement at trial as a man with black curly hair. And this was a typical generic way to describe a colored man at the time. According to the police, they asked the driver to pull over to the side of the road, but instead the BMW just took off and the cops chased in pursuit. And as I said, there are two sets of statements describing this car chase, and they both come from the same police officers just telling very different stories. And I can't stress enough how different these versions are, especially with how they talk about Anthony. Basically, we're at a four-way stop where... Just up the road to the right is where the BMW crashed. Yes. Behind us is the checkers. Yes. And right in front of us is towards where they found the bucky. The first major difference is the time that the two police officers, Derek Wayne Gibson and Francois Willem Rickard, saw the BMW and gave chase. In their original statements, when Anthony was arrested, both officers said they saw the BMW 12 noon. And then at trial, years later, they said the BMW was seen at 9.15 in the morning, 15 minutes after the murders at the Chequers. That gives a three to four hour difference between the two sets of statements. Here's Anthony. When I read that statement, and then I read 
about the time when the BMW was spotted. It, it boils down to the thing that the BMW could not have even been coming from uh, the, uh, the same place, that it could not even have been in the same area at that time. In the other statements that we found, it said that they saw the BMW 12 o'clock. And then in the other statement, they turned it when they went into court. In, in court, they said no. They saw the BMW 9 o'clock, around about quarter past nine. By changing the time that the BMW was spotted by the police to a time that was closer to that of the murders significantly strengthens the case for the BMW to be a getaway vehicle because it made it easier to associate the BMW with the murders. The second major difference between the statements is changing how carefully the officers, so this is Gibson and Rekord, saw the driver of the BMW. So at trial, they say they spoke to the driver. They asked him to pull over. Gibson detailed at length how he pulled up to the side of the BMW at the intersection. You'll remember, it's the same intersection that Marvin and I visited. In the original arrest statements, it was very different. Both officers, Rickart and Gibson, say they pulled up behind the BMW with no chance of seeing the driver at all. They simply turned on their siren. There was no exchange, no talking. A good ID of the driver was impossible, according to these original statements. So while the BMW is being chased, the passenger in the BMW climbs out of the car with an AK-47 and shoots back at the police. These shots at the police is actually how Anthony picked up two attempted murder convictions. Though he obviously couldn't be driving the BMW and be a passenger shooting back at the police at the same time. But it's true that the attempted murder charges were for the two policemen who were chasing them. And the police say in their statements, the damning ones that were used at trial, that they were desperately trying to shoot the driver, which they believed to be Anthony. The statements that were taken when he was arrested are far more ambiguous when it comes to Anthony being guilty. The police had years to adjust their statements. And I want to know how, in God's name, there are two completely different sets of statements telling different stories, why this isn't picked up at trial. This is where it gets interesting, because you see, Anthony's docket was lost when he went to trial. So this original set of statements, when he was arrested, never made it to court. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM.
In many instances, practically, when a docket gets missing, the prosecution would, um, would, would temporarily withdraw the charges against you up until the docket is found and they could reinstate. This is Talani Nkorsi. He's an attorney and associate lecturer at the Vitz Law Clinic. Because dockets do time and again get missing, you know. So what tends to happen is they would withdraw charges against you temporarily. But they did not withdraw the charges. In Anthony's case, they went ahead with this skeleton docket and the police drafted new statements that were far more damning. Well, a skeleton docket would mean that they don't have all the original statements that they thought they had, but they think that they've got one or two very good statements that justify keeping the docket open up until such a time that the original people that they interviewed for the original statements could be found again and redo their statements. Our criminal justice system is so overtaxed that it took three years for Anthony's case to get to court. And this was enough time for the police to draft new statements. Talani clearly sees these changes and the lack of acknowledgement by the court as a big deal. You see, in those instances, I would say it becomes an issue at trial. Because if you've got two conflicting statements and the person who's the author of those statements is then made a witness in that particular case, that person will then be made under cross-examination to explain the discrepancy Mm. between the two statements. And in a case like this, when it's only come to light after trial, what happens then? Sure. The question is, why do these differences exist? If there are sets of statements from 1994 and others from 1998, which differ greatly, especially with how they incriminate Anthony, then it would suggest that the police twisted their stories between the bail hearing and the trial. Here's Anthony. For instance, the investigating officer, the other uh, officers involved, they gave statements and then afterwards they changed their statements. And then these other statements was after I was sentenced. You see, what happens is all the evidence was circumstantial evidence. Yeah. But that is how the police actually concocted the case where they changed their statements. The next question is, how the hell do I have these statements when they didn't even have them at trial? Yes, you see what happened is after I was sentenced, I changed, advo- I changed uh, advocates and there was an advocate, Desmond Brown. He went back and he did some research and another docket was found. I've been told these days that Desmond still practices law, but all I know about him from talking to the DeFries brothers is that he hangs out in Ennerdale, Extension 3. And the place where Desmond is most likely to be found is a tavern called De Stup. This is a busy Saturday afternoon in De Stup Tavern. We've heard that advocate Desmond Brown is a regular here. Blocks of dirty concrete flats are across the road, and the tavern is actually a bottle store, which has taken the opportunity to bring in a projector and a few stools to keep punters around and sell them alcohol for the afternoon. When we ask other drinkers at De Stup, they say, sure, they've seen Desmond here, but he wasn't here last weekend, and it really doesn't look like he's going to be here today. We shuffle around the huge concrete space, packed with people. We've heard Desmond is a soccer fan, which is why we've timed our visit for today, for the Saturday Manchester United game. 
he doesn't arrive. And we get a little bit bored and despondent. But eventually, a man on one of the stools not only knows Desmond, but is kind enough to give us his number. Hi. I meet advocate Desmond Brown on the street in Bramfontein, Johannesburg. How are you doing? I'm well. I'm well. Yeah. What are you up to in town? I had some chamber work to do, so I came in this morning. Desmond was Anthony's lawyer several years ago, and he was the guy who originally found the second set of statements. We go up to the offices for Vitz Justice Project. Desmond was Anthony's lawyer in 1999 and 2000. He was one of actually several lawyers who unsuccessfully handled Anthony's appeal. Eventually, he chose to step down. And the reasons for this we will get into in a later episode. But first, I wanted to know how Desmond became Anthony's lawyer in the first place. How did you get involved in this case? I mean, what was your impression of... Anthony and his brother and the DeFrias family. Well, I don't think you want me to be honest about I that. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Look, um, the, the, how I got involved with them was that um, they'd asked me to defend them, in, uh, not Anthony, but the brothers, yeah. in various you know criminal matters that um, they were charged with. Um, um, they they were known robbers. They were bank robbers and. Yeah. You know, they conducted heists and, and stuff like that. So um, I defended them in, in, in some of the matches. You defended the brother? Virgil, mm-hmm. and then also um, Selwyn. Okay. I've de- I defended both of them you know, at various stages. And was successful, I guess? Yes, in some of the matches we were successful, yes. Yes, yeah. So I've, uh, I've still maintained a relationship with them, um, still spoken to them. They call me now and then, you know, ask for advice. They've asked me to assist them quite recently, you know, while they were in prison. Both the brothers were in prison as well. Uh, they'd asked me to assist them when they had problems with, you know, with the correctional services or authorities. So, no, I, I haven't had a fallout with them. In fact, um, I'd acted for the younger brother again, subsequent to... Virgil. Yes, subsequent to this, you know, this incident. Selwyn, the one brother, he, has he been in jail since he lost the use of his legs? Well, he went to jail after he had lost the use of his legs. He was involved in, some, in various other matters. Um, in Cape Town, he was involved in a matter in Cape Town. I assisted him, you know, to an extent in Cape Town as well, until they couldn't afford my services and um, we got someone else. So, yeah, when he was convicted in the Cape Town matter, uh, he was already, you know, in the wheelchair. He'd already lost the use of his legs. Did he, and he went to jail for that? Yes. Okay. yes. And is he now reformed? Is he now off all the, you know, is he... Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if he's reformed. That's a bit of a tough one. I'd, I'd hope that he is reformed. Um, yeah. uh, but I, what I do know is that he was released on medical parole so he's, he's a parolee, basically. The thought of Selwyn holding up a bank in his wheelchair with a baby at home, getting caught, going to trial, having Desmond as his lawyer and getting let out on parole is so fantastical. When I spoke to Selwyn in episode two, he was very keen on having a movie made about his life. And this type of behaviour is Hollywood gold. So if this original set of statements was meant to be vanished away, how did Desmond, Anthony's lawyer, get hold of them? What had happened is that I'd been asked to read the record of, um, you know, of his trial. 
because his brothers wanted to see if there was any grounds for an appeal based on the record. Desmond goes to Fandabel Park Police Station to innocently ask for the docket of the security guard murders case at the Checkers. This is why Anthony's in jail. This is why Desmond is employed. I wanted to see the actual police docket um, where the witness statements, the original witness statements were in, um, and you know other documents like uh, medical records to see if he had been medically examined, etc. The police officer behind the desk brings out two case files with him instead of one. And I looked at the, you know, the second case file because I thought it might be unrelated to you know, the, the, the matter that I was uh, uh, mm. looking at. And then I discovered, no, there was a sort of a crossover, you know, there was a link between the two case files. Now at this point, I'm just as confused as Desmond. What is the second case file about? So Desmond has two case files with him now, and he takes a look at this second one and realizes it's a doozy. It's a charge that Anthony made of abuse against the police. Desmond is confused at first. He doesn't know why he's been handed these two files. I should put in here that Anthony has opened two cases of abuse against the police during his lifetime. One of them was when he was a teenager, when he was in high school. That's what we got into in the first episode. But there was a second charge of abuse, and this was linked to when he was arrested for the security guard murders. The case that is handed to Desmond is the abuse case that is linked to the robbery. They've been parceled in together by mistake. Now, the abuse was looked at by a man who at the time worked on internal investigations for the police. His name is Rabiki Joyfus Miremi. Now, Miremi, bless his heart, made photocopies of the original statements for his investigation around the abuse. Miremi then returned these statements after photocopying them and they subsequently got lost by the police. But these copies still existed, safe and separate, and now in Desmond's hands. And then, it, you know, it clicked, you know, there is something wrong. Um, what I'm reading does not correspond with what I had already read in the trial record. They were given to me for the purposes of copying um, you know, those uh, contents, because as, as far as the police were concerned, the cases had been disposed of. He'd been found guilty and he was in prison, so they didn't have a problem, or whoever gave it to me wasn't aware that there might be, you know, something controversial or contradictory in the, in, in, in the dockets, and that's why they gave it to me. I then copied what I'd found, and we used that, you know, in the appeal. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top-quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. 
Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash Sirius XM. It was a classic bureaucratic mistake for the police officer behind the desk on that day to make. He had no idea that he'd handed over copies of statements that the police had lost years previously. He had inadvertently revealed that the police had given statements at Anthony's arrest in 1994, which were vastly different to the ones they gave at the Pretoria High Court in 1998 at trial. Here's Anthony again. So the other documents that they found was like the the way in which I made late charges against the police of torturing. That was actually the docket that was that was actually showing that no, these people they tempered with the statements, they changed their statements. It's hard to know when you're insinuating that statements have been lost or hidden and replaced. What amounts to corruption? And what is just plain inefficiency? Desmond, though, as the lawyer, is adamant that there was foul play. At that time also, um, we'd become aware that there were were various things which weren't above board that were being done. You know, it seemed to be a bit of a cover-up with regard to, uh, how should I put it, Um, we, we, we felt that, amongst others, the police were not playing fairly. The crucial question is, did the state, so the prosecution, know that this second set of statements existed? Our opinion was that the police were aware of the contradictory statements. Um, The prosecution must have been aware of the contradictory statements, and they did not disclose this to the court, you know, and that's a miscarriage of justice. What I discovered, you know, when I'd found the other uh, documents, the other statement, convinced me that he was, in fact, telling the truth. And Desmond isn't the kind of person, it seems, who says this sort of thing lightly. He is unafraid to say when he thinks a person is guilty. So the statements underwent changes around when the BMW was spotted and how well Anthony was identified. But in both versions, the cops chased the BMW and it crashed into the truck. The driver flees the wreckage, whoever that driver may be. So at this point in the story, we have to ask, is the driver Anthony? I have to admit, at the moment, I am firmly in Team Anthony. And this whole section of the story has also given me another lead. The internal investigator, the one we talked about earlier in the episode, Miremi. And why do we even care about this guy, Miremi? Well, Anthony put abuse charges against the police when he was arrested, right? So Miremi studied these claims of abuse. Up to this point, it's been tough to get clarity on Anthony's injuries. However, it stands to reason that we need to look at someone's injuries when looking at abuse. So Miremi will have looked at this completely impartially. It means he could have answers to all sorts of things. Like, remember the blood on the dashboard of the BMW? Well, that's just one of the things he could have an answer for. And if we get answers on Anthony's injuries, then we can figure out where he was and what he was doing on that day. Moremi could turn out to be our hero on episode five. You've been listening to Alibi. This is the show that will investigate a single criminal case over eight weeks. I'm Freddie Mabitella, and Alibi is investigated, produced, and written by Paul McNally. 
It is brought to you by the Vitz Justice Project, Vitz Radio Academy, and is part of the Citizen Justice Network. Editorial oversight was given by Franz Kruger and Nusheen Afani. Extra scripting and production by Elna Schutz. Mixed by Kutwano Serame. Additional editorial help by Gavin Haynes, Tom McNally, and Kyla Hemmonson. We are based in Johannesburg, South Africa. You can find our podcast on alibi.org.za or on iTunes. Just search for Alibi. Next time on Alibi. How do you feel about being around all this all the time? <laughs> she, she doesn't trust anybody who's with me. She thinks you're going to kill me because now I've sent so many people to jail. <laughs> he doesn't trust when I say Mr. is coming to see me today. He says, like hey. me. Yeah, he says maybe he's one of the suspects, you know, oh. who were sent to jail. <laughs> they he come back to, from... <laughs> to shoot him, to kill him. Has he made a lot of enemies over the years? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I've got so many enemies. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top-quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM.